to see you, Joe, racing onto the stage. Awesome. Hey, welcome. Hope you made it through that frosty start this morning. But it's going to be warm in here, especially when we get our praise on. Why don't you jump to your feet, church? May I invite you to do so? And join us as we worship this morning.
morning. Welcome. How many of you do not normally come to the nine? That's pretty good. Well done. Wipe your eyes. Get rid of the fog. Actually, there's a bit of fog today, isn't there? Thank you, uh, Lance. Nice to see you. Shall we pray? Father, I thank You for today. I thank You for the opportunity that we have today to gather together and to lift You up, to celebrate You, to celebrate who You are and to really revel in the good things of God. And so I ask that there would be a great um, a sense of purpose this morning as we come together, that You would receive and enjoy our praise, our offering to You. Lord, I ask that every person would encounter your Holy Spirit this morning. That each one of us would know that we've met together with the sons and daughters of God. And that you've been amongst us. And that uh, today would be a good day. So thank you for the opportunity again. And I pray I release your blessing on every person here. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Why don't you grab a seat for a moment. It's great to see you. Special welcome this morning to Pastor David Quinn, all the way from Fielding, is with us somewhere. We can't see him right now, but somewhere. Right there. Great to have you, David. Awesome. Very good. Well, I suspect this morning we might have a few people wandering in as we go along the way. And then you'll have the pleasure of saying to people who turn up at 10.30, sorry, you missed it. You missed it. Completely missed it. So, it's all right, all the nine o'clockers, it's just another day, isn't it? As per normal. Well done. Well, we've had a sensational weekend with uh, School of the Spirit this weekend. God has really moved powerfully and uh, it's been a very, very good time. And we've been very privileged to have Helen Calder with us all the way from Melbourne. And uh, Helen's with us this morning. Great to have you. So thank you. Helen is a Kiwi who just happens to live in Melbourne. So that's a really, really good thing. And... Um, that's great. So we're doing things a little different this morning. I'm going to, we're going to get Helen up pretty soon because then she is going to Te Aumutu with Jan and she's going to be with Phil and Kathy and their uh, gathering in Te Aumutu this morning. So that's great. That's why we're at nine today ourselves. So making it work. Well, if you're visiting with us, great to have you. I trust that you feel welcome, that uh, you'll enjoy your time with us this morning. And uh, when you leave the, the gathering today, if you go out the main door and just turn right, there'll be someone there and there's, we've got packs with information about who we are as a church and where we're going. And uh, we'd love to uh, give you some of that and find out a little bit more about you and if there's any way we can help you in your journey. So please, just on the doors as you go to the, go to the right as you go out would be great. But church, can we welcome our guests this morning? That would be great. Of things I need to tell you. Next week we have baptisms. If you've not been baptised, you need to be. Quite simple, you need to be. Uh, next week is a great opportunity for that. So uh, make sure you see a leader or ring into the church office during the week and we will uh, arrange something with you. Come and see you, whatever it is we've got to do to, to make that happen will be great. And then the week after that, uh, this Shout Conference in Auckland. And uh, Equipers Church, one of our sister's churches, puts on Shout Conference. 
It is an incredible conference. It's one of the premier conferences in our country. I think they're expecting about 4,000 people in the evenings. It's really, it's at the Victor Arena. And um, I still have a couple of cheap tickets available. And if you'd like to be there, you could see myself or Jan. Otherwise, I guess you can buy them online or whatever you'd like to do. But that would be good. Well, who's had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in the last week? Anybody? Birthdays, look at that. Lots of birthdays. Any wedding anniversaries or just birthdays? Wonderful. Yeah, make sure you get your chocolates. Church, why don't you stand up on your feet? We're gonna declare God's blessing over all these people. Happy birthday. I hope you had a great one. Here we go, ready? Father, thank You for Your family. We declare blessing, health, favour, prosperity and protection over them this year. Activate Your love and goodness through each one. In Jesus' Name, Amen. Happy birthday. Well, kids, you can go. Thank you very much, leaders. Well, I hope you've come with the expectation this morning. We saw a number of um, healings take place yesterday, instantaneously. It was fantastic. Several people brought testimonies of what God had done yesterday, the way it touched their Bible, uh, their Bible, the way it touched their lives. It's been a long weekend. I've got a bit of fog in my head this morning. And uh, the, the way God had touched their lives, and it was, it was just fantastic, you know, and, and people were really stretching themselves in God yesterday, prophesying for the first time, people working in first, word of knowledge for the first time. So it was an exciting day. It was really good. And uh, Helen ministered to us and uh, it was fantastic. We really got to hear the word of God, be encouraged, be instructed. And um, it made for a fantastic day. Can I invite you to stand to your feet for a moment? I'm going to ask if you want to ready yourself to come, Helen, but before you do, can you Maybe close your eyes. Let's push distractions to the left and to the right. You may want to lift your hands. I don't know, whatever you want to do to position yourself before God, to open your heart before Him this morning. Lord, we declare by faith this morning that we don't need a runway to get in Your presence. We choose to step into that place right now. Lord, our hearts are open before You and we long to encounter You, Holy Spirit. We love to hear from You. And this morning we know that You'll speak to us. 
so we take this moment to open our spiritual ears and open our spiritual eyes. ourselves before you. You're worthy of all praise. You're worthy of all honour and glory. And what an honour it is to walk with you. What an honour it is to experience your love and your hope and your grace and your mercy and your kindness. You are so, so good. praise in this place this morning. Come on. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Jesus. We lift you up. We worship you, Lord. We worship you, Jesus. You're worthy of our praise. You're worthy of our praise. Love you, not like you, Lord. None like you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, God. bask in the presence of your Spirit. Holy Spirit, you are most welcome. Well, it does give me great pleasure this morning to introduce Helen to you. And um, Helen Calder works on team with Steve McCracken. Many of you will know Steve. We're been journeying with him a few years now, um, and with Dave McCracken Ministries, and um, and she's been doing that for a long time, and it's a real privilege to have her with us this morning, and I thank you for taking the weekend out to be with us. It's wonderful. We've invited Helen in as a prophet, she's recognised as a prophet, and we've invited her in, in that capacity, and I, I want to honour you in that capacity this morning, and uh, invite you to be free, to do whatever God lays on your heart. Uh, we'll just go for the ride. So why don't you come and can you give Helen a hand please as she comes. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You guys are awesome. Loving being here this weekend. Yeah, have a seat. Thank you, team. Just amazing. You're so blessed. There is joy in the house. 
Now, prophetic ministry can sometimes sound very spiritual and out there, but it's so simple. We're all about helping people connect with the heart of the Father for their lives, to discover something of what's on God's heart for them. And so when we come, we come having asked, Father, Lord, what is your now word for this church? And I believe the message that I have to share with you this morning is something very significant and needed that will empower and equip you in this season to go to a whole new level. And uh, just uh, had a couple of really simple words. I just believe God wants to encourage a few people in the area of guidance today. So, what, what's your name? Grant. Grant. You, Tracy? Awesome. Grant and Tracy, I had this, um, I get funny pictures and they're symbolic, as you've figured out already. Um, what I saw was, you know those cars, oh, it was probably decades ago now in, in my era, where they had fluffy dice hanging off the <laughs> mirrors. And I could see these fluffy dice. And sometimes I'm like, God, what is this? And uh, he really does have a sense of humor. But he wants you to know that your journey, your direction is not by chance. It's not a throw of the dice. It's, it's He is in control. And He has been lovingly directing you and wants to assure you that His hand is on the steering wheel. That you don't need to worry about what's been in that mirror that I see those dice, the, the, the rear vision mirror. That Even that He has taken care of, even the residue of things past, everything He is redeeming, He is bringing, and uh, He he wants to just bless and encourage you in that area. You are not here by accident. It's the loving hand and direction of God on your life. Bless you. Awesome. Thank you, Father. Let's go over here. What's your name? Darren, Darren, I see you um, taking a step downwards, or at least it feels like a step downwards to you. But what I'm seeing is you're stepping onto a spring, as in a coiled spring. And what feels like a step down is actually going to launch you up into a new season. Very simple, but don't you love the heart of God? (laughs) This lady there in the hat and scarf. Yeah, what's your name? Tina. Tina, I have a picture of you with a, you know, the old-fashioned courts, and uh, the kings had the trumpeters and the, the trumpets, and sometimes there was a cloth hanging down from the trumpet. And but, so I see you with that trumpet and with this cloth hanging down. And, it's, and this cloth is give thanks to the Lord for He is good. And it's like, you know, you're announcing the presence of King Jesus. And there's this recognition on your life of His goodness and of thanksgiving that's just... I just see your life being unlocked like a chest of treasures 
just being unlocked at this time and um, beautiful things, crafted things being on display that God has done in your life that not only you're going to recognize and give thanks, but others around you are going to rejoice at what they see as well. Bless you. <laughs> oh, God is good. As you can see, I want to share on the tipping point of prayer. The tipping point of prayer. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Pastor Sheridan said something about that it's not like we're on a runway, which I was rather amused about because my last point today is that fervency in prayer is the landing strip of the Holy Spirit. <laughs> so call that a reverse runway. <laughs> we're, we may be getting ready to take off, but Holy Spirit is, is getting ready to, to land in, in a fresh, fresh way. But um, before I start, I'm just reminded by timely placed presence of these books here, <laughs> that I do have a resource table out there. And uh, we've got a remarkable new resource, which is nine, nine of my eBooks, which you can take off the USB and uh, put on your tablet or iPad and, or iPhone or even print out and read. So if you're interested in the topics of growing spiritual gifts, uh, prophetic prayer, discernment, uh, even prophetic worship, that is an extraordinary brand new resource that we've got, and I encourage you to have a look at that in the foyer. Um, also, we've got uh, David McCracken's book. For those of you who are interested in the supernatural life, don't miss this. It's heaps of fun. And my husband laughed and cried his way through this. <laughs> uh, audacious faith adventures in the life of David McCracken, um, along with our growing in the prophetic course, which is 13 sessions of myself and David ministering specifically in the area of prophecy. So please have a look at that and get resourced up. So I want to share a parable that is on my heart that I believe is, has got a significant message in it. It's from Luke chapter 18, and it's a parable that Jesus shared. And we read, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always, it's all times, pray and not give up. And that Greek not give up means to be utterly spiritless, to be wearied out, exhausted. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time, that judge refused. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually come and attack me. It's ironic. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? That word chosen or elect in some translations, it means his choice ones, his handpicked ones, his favorites, 
that's you, who cry out to him day and night. Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? It's a parable about prayer. And it's a parable of sharp contrasts between a widow who is alone and helpless and God's people who are chosen and handpicked and between an unjust judge and God, our Heavenly Father. But there may be contrast, but there is a commonality and that is the widow had an adversary That same word adversary in the Greek is used in 1 Peter 5 verse 8 where Peter says, Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He says, resist him, steadfast in the faith. And Jesus said in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal, kill and destroy. But I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. And so like this widow who has said, enough, I want justice against this adversary. Many of us who are seeking a breakthrough, and I, I would say that would probably be most of us, if not all of us, in some area on behalf of ourselves, on behalf of our families, people we know, our workplaces, our areas of government and politics and the community, and we are saying enough is enough. We want something to be done. And you may may be saying today, "I, I need a shift in finances. I need a shift in provision. I need a breakthrough in my family life. We need a breakthrough in relationships. Or you might say, I'm tired of being lied to. I'm tired of intimidation coming against me. And I say, enough is enough. We may be saying today that uh, things we see in our community, destruction of family values, young people being destroyed by drugs. And we're looking at these things and saying there has to be something better. And we know that Jesus is the answer. We say, it is time. And I believe God is bringing encouragement to you today that He is hearing your prayers, that the answer is accumulating. To keep on praying and not to give up in your quest to be a house of prayer. See, there's this principle in the story, and that principle is this, that there is a tipping point in prayer. A tipping point. It's It's a phrase that originated in physics. And you know, when you've got those old fashioned scales and they're equally weighted on each side. And then all it takes is one small piece of weight added to one side and then the tip comes. It's the tipping point. It might be an addition of something small, an increment that is small, but it is enough to turn. It is enough to topple just the amount of change that is needed for an extraordinary effect. That's tipping point. Tipping point is a phrase you hear used in business. It's, it's that moment at which a product crosses the threshold or an idea 
perhaps something uh, tips it off and it moves into extraordinary momentum. It's often considered a turning point. So the tipping point is the time in which a change or effect cannot be stopped. There is this momentum. So Jesus teaches this parable about the widow who's seeking justice from a judge who couldn't care less. And because she persisted and because she kept coming back time and time again, there came a tipping point. There came a moment when that judge who couldn't have cared less said, enough is enough. That woman has pestered me for the last time. And that was the tipping point when he said, I will give her what she wants. And Jesus said, how much more will our just God and loving Father give us what we've been crying out to Him for. Psalm 141 verse 2, the psalmist says, let my prayer be before you like incense. It's imagery. We read in the book of Revelation, golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So to those of you who have been praying for a long time and there's things on your heart and even things you've been holding in your heart, maybe family members that you've been holding before God and situations. And the Lord is saying, just as that incense is fragrant, your prayers are fragrant before me. And they're like incense to me. And they've been accumulating. Know that those prayers aren't wasted. But I am gathering them. I am treasuring them and collecting and that tipping point is on its way when the accumulation of that prayer will be tipped over and the answer and the power of that prayer will pour forth into the breakthrough. Don't stop short. It's why Jesus said a prayer in Luke 11, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be open. The Greek is the continuous present sense. Knock and keep on knocking. Because as you do, the tipping point is on its way. The answer to your prayer is breaking loose. There's things that you've been carrying on your heart. God's prophetic agenda for your life or for your family or for your church. You carry them on your heart. And sometimes years go by, but there is an accumulation that is taking place. And God is going to birth those things into reality because of the accumulation of prayer. My husband and I, been involved for many years in missions and now we're on the David McCracken Ministries team. My husband laid down a call to nations back in 2004. But God has put a prophetic calling on our heart for nations. And for a year upon year, you sense that drawing, that prophetic call. What is that on your life? What is that on this church? And we carried that for years. And in recent years, we've been ministering in Australasia, Australia and New Zealand. 
And always is that sense of the nations and, and we're having miracles break out in terms of the move of God on our online ministry where we just got global reach of tens of thousands every week to my blog, Enliven Blog. It's amazing. But in terms of us actually traveling together. And then last year, there came a day where our campus pastor, we attend Planet Shakers, he he calls out over the congregation, Malcolm and Helen, God's giving you nations. <laughs> and sh- sure enough, we have this conversation in the car on the way home. My husband says, we get the, we always get these prophecies. I said, well, remember what happened? We walked out of the auditorium and a girl came straight up to us, excited because someone had just given her, paid the ticket and all expenses for a missions trip. I said, that was a sign that what God has ordered, He's going to pay for, and we're going to see that happen ourselves. Two weeks later, it was the church notices, you know, that least spiritual time in church. (laughs) And uh, our pastor's joking because he's got a one US dollar. In his Bible, he's doing the notices and he's joking about this one US dollar. And immediately I have a vision uh, and I see Jesus with a Bible and he opens the Bible and he pulls out 10,000 US dollars. And he says to me, what would you do with 10,000 US dollars worth of travel in the United States? And we have a conversation and my husband and I have a conversation about it on the way home. The answer was that he called us somehow there to be a catalyst. Ten days later, we get an email from a businessman based in Chicago offering to pay us business class flights to Chicago. Within months, we were there and we were about to make a second trip as we've seen God do an amazing thing in terms of being a catalyst in the USA. He is faithful. Ezekiel 12, verse 27, 28, son of man, the Israelites are saying the vision he sees is for many years from now. And he prophesies about the distant future. Therefore say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. None of my words will be delayed any longer. Whatever I say will be fulfilled, declares the sovereign Lord. And I declare that word over you today. This is the tipping point season. The principle of tipping point means this, that there is an accumulation taking place as you pray. What does that mean? Something is happening now as you pray. Mark eleven twenty four. Jesus said, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Get ready to be amazed. There's a story in Acts chapter 12. The church are praying because Peter's been put into prison. And they're praying while they were in the house praying. God sends the angel to Peter in the prison, breaks him out. Peter turns up at the prayer meeting while they are still praying. 
while they were praying, God's answer was taking place. While they were still praying, the tipping point happened. Peter turned up and a young girl called Rhoda answered the door and she was so amazed and so she just didn't know what to say. She couldn't even think straight. So she left him at the door and ran inside to tell the others they couldn't believe that the answer had shown up at the door. And yet there he was. While they were praying, God was sending his angel. Get ready to see divine acceleration. Get ready for these moments, rota moments, <laughs> when you're so amazed you're rendered speechless. See, there's this now quality of what is taking place as you pray. It's like when Daniel was praying, when the angel turned up, he said to Daniel, Daniel 9.23, as soon as you began to pray, a word went out. As soon as you began, I've come to tell you, when you pray, believe something is being released now. That is the prayer of faith. And then he says to Daniel, do not be afraid since the first day you set your mind to gain understanding and humble yourself before God. Your words were heard and I have come in response. Even though it took time for the messenger to show up, the messenger was on its way. Your prayer releases the resources of heaven while you are praying. God is lining up circumstances, timing, people. He is gathering His resources, the resources of heaven, the Spirit of God, the angelic hosts, people positioned, divine appointments, whatever is needed. And you pray and God uh, decrees into the spiritual realm, which impacts the natural realm. All of heaven is snapping to attention. We've been blown away this year as we've seen tipping point answers in our family. Homecomings to Jesus that we've waited for years for. 10th of November last year, I released a blog article on my blog on this topic, the tipping point of prayer, landed in inboxes all around the world on the 11th of November. We've now got 10,000, over 10,000 subscribers. And a woman in Ireland received this now word of God on a tipping point of prayer into her inbox on the 11th of November, a day when she was really, really anxious because her mum had been diagnosed for a second time with cancer. It was an aggressive type. It was a tumour. And so she was about to go through all the treatments and, and her daughter was very anxious. But she received this word about a tipping point of prayer and faith came to her heart. She phoned her mum. She calls her ma'am. She phoned her ma'am and read her the word about the tipping point of prayer. And her ma'am, also anxious that day, received a peace. And she wrote to me and said, while waiting for the results, I experienced no more anxiety, only peace. It was a peace that didn't make sense. And my ma'am also experienced the same. She went into chemo while they waited for the tipping point of prayer. 
And then she wrote that on Thursday, the 3rd of March, they got confirmation that that tumour was no longer there and no longer visible, only that they had initially marked it, that they knew where to look. No sign of disease. And there wasn't any surgery as they'd been, the doctors had expected to get rid of the tumour. Only tissue was removed from that place to test and they found it came back all clear. And she is praising the God of the tipping point. While you are praying, there is an accumulation on its way. And lastly this, fervency in prayer is the landing strip of the Holy Spirit. Fervency is, you know, in in our English, fervent means hot, not lukewarm, not cool, hot, fervent, passionate. At the end of Luke 18, Jesus is contrasting now the story of the widow and the unjust judge. He says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones? You, his handpicked one, his favorite, his choice one, son, daughter, who cry out to him day and night. That word cry out, the word cry in the Greek, it it means to shout out. It means to raise a cry. It means like hullabaloo. And in the Strong's, it says it's a version of a verb, something like hello, as in hello, a long drawn out, hello, guys. I'm crying out to you, Lord. In the Bible, you see that continually, prayer precedes power, but not just any kind of prayer, it's fervent prayer. And here's the encouragement. Fervency is not about eloquence. Don't be intimidated by someone else's prayer. Hannah, the most ineloquent prayer recorded in Scripture, groanings and crying before God, and the priest thought she was drunk. And yet the fervency of her cry for a child, that ineloquent prayer birthed a prophet who brought revival to a nation. Not eloquent, but fervent. Nehemiah, a guy going about his everyday work, working for the king. And there in his workplace, he pauses and shoots up a prayer to God. Not a loud prayer, a quiet prayer, but a heartfelt prayer. And God answered that prayer, sent him to Jerusalem to lead the rebuilding of the walls. Again, a story of a national revival. So fervency is not about volume. It's not about eloquence. You may be whispering in the Spirit, but there is a cry going up in the heavenly realms. James said, The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. That's in the New King James Version. The Greek word translated effective or fervent is energeo, meaning to, to work and put forth power. That's your prayer. And he goes on to say, 
Elijah was a man with a nature just like ours and he prayed earnestly it wouldn't rain and it didn't rain for three years and six months and he prayed again and the heavens gave rain. He prayed earnestly. The Greek is he prayed praying. He prayed praying and his prayer released the power of God. And Jesus, back in Luke 18, telling the story of a widow who won a victory, not because she was strong, but because she would not take no for an answer. And she kept petitioning. And God's promise to you is that there is an accumulation that is taking place. Here's the contrast. She was a woman alone, but we are a company of faith. She was helpless. We are God's chosen. She had a judge who couldn't care less. We have a heavenly father who couldn't care more. She had a judge who did not want to hear what she had to say. We have a father who delights to hear our prayer. Asking provoked that judge, but Jesus says asking delights our Heavenly Father. The widow was alone representing herself. Jesus is our advocate in heaven. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit is our advocate here on earth. You cannot lose. When God puts something on your heart and there is a cry going up to God, something is taking place now. And we're going to take some time in God's presence right now because I believe that this is a word about a significant shift, about a tipping point. You have been praying and you have been praying and God is saying the tipping point is on its way. Let's stand up together. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just as you're standing there, why don't you just... uh, just as you feel you are able to raise your hands, but in your hands, see by faith those things that you've been crying out the answer to, for the answer for. It might be a situation, a relationship that's on your heart. It might be a person whose heart has been hardened towards God that you're concerned about. It might be a situation where you need a breakthrough might be a personal issue of health or emotional issues. And we are crying out right now to a God of the breakthrough. And at first, quietly, in the quiet of this moment, feel that fervent and earnest cry from deep within you. Lord, 
Lord, we're here in your presence. And God, we're crying out to you as we have been, Lord. We mean it, Lord, and we mean it like never before. We mean it, Lord, with our hearts, God. We are yearning for this answer, Father. We are yearning for the divine intervention. And right now, Lord, as we know by faith something is taking place as we cry. Begin to raise your voice and say, God, Lord, we thank you, Father, that you are a God of the impossible. You are the God of the breakthrough. You are the God of power and might. You are faithful, Lord, and we call on You and we cry out that hello, heaven, hello, Father, right now, I thank You, Lord. There is answer being released. There is faith being released in this room right now in Jesus' Name. There are hearts being broken wide open in the Name of Jesus. There is emotional release from pain. Despair is being dispelled right now in the Name of Jesus. Hopelessness just breaking right off. Disappointment is making way for a new sense of divine appointment. I just see gratitude breaking over, rolling over like waves and waves and waves. There's a fresh sense of gratitude because hearts are understanding that God has not forgotten. He has not left you alone, but He has been walking with you in the journey and the accumulation and the tipping point is being released. Father, we say bubbling over, bubbling over, pressed down, shaken together, running over. We thank You for an overflow in Jesus' Name. We thank You, Lord, for an overflow of miracles in the house. Lord, that what we've seen yesterday, that there is more, there is more, there is more. We thank You, Lord, for breaking loose to the left and right, to the north, south, east and west in this community. We see that very carpet of heaven rolling out, making a welcome space for people to encounter God. We declare a season of new encounter in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Just thank Him now. Just begin to thank Him now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Oh, gosh. We praise You, Lord Jesus. We praise You, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. This gentleman here. What's your name? Thank you, Lord Brian, Father. We say, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. The snare is broken, and we are escaped, says the Bible. And Father, whatever that snare has been for him or for others around his life, Lord, we declare broken 
in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for a new season of freedom and life and health and provision, the blessing and favour of God. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You guys. Jeff and Barbara. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for what you are unfolding for Jeff and Barbara. I see something rolling out. You know, it's it's like a, a scroll. It's rolling out. And what it is, it reminds me of Jesus when he stood up and he took the scroll. And he read from Isaiah in chapter 61, and he said, The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good news to the poor. He sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. Father, I thank you that you are unleashing a fresh anointing on this couple, Lord, that they are mandated. That, Lord, you are overturning the disappointments of the past and that you're bringing them into a new season of grace, such extraordinary grace that there is a joy abounding and pouring forth that is flowing over from then onto others around their life, that they're going to be known as repairers of the breach, that they're going to be known as those who heal the broken hearts, Father. And I thank you, Lord, even for the practical ways and gifts that are on their life. And, uh, and, and Jesus, that you're anointing those in greater measure. And Jeff, isn't it? You're going to find your skills in more demand. I just feel to say that. Thank you, Father. You're anointing. There's an attractiveness. There's like a glow in the Spirit as God draws people to you who, who need what you have. Trevor and Nita, I just pray a fresh touch of God on you guys as a family. And I, I believe that this is a season of answered prayer for you. There's things that there's been a really long journey in. And I'm, what I'm seeing is like a road and I'm, I'm just seeing this some uncovering of some it's like you thought you were headed one way and, and I'm seeing God uncovering. It's like things, little pathways that have been covering with, with bushes that have been obscured. And there's ways that have been obscured which God is going to break open and you're going to see His answers and His remedies for situations his solutions for some things that you've been concerned about for some time. So Father, I thank you for heaven-sent solutions for this family and for your joy, Lord, to overtake them. And God, that they will know your grace. Father, that the, the, there's a turning, a turning where there's been unhappiness, Father, where there's been a sense of uh, even despair, Lord, that you are just creating a wave of glory that's coming on this household. And God says a new sense of purpose, a new sense of purpose for you. Bless you all. Thank you.
Thank you, Lord. Can I just pray for you guys, Pastor Sheridan and Pastor Jan? <laughs> Father, I just thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in this house, in this church, and through them, through the network, Lord. And, and God, there's such an extraordinary grace that is here, an apostolic grace. Father, I thank you, Lord, for your word concerning miracles, concerning outbreak, concerning being a God of wonders, that even this region and beyond will see and perceive that there is something, there is a radiance that is coming forth. There is an attractiveness that is being raised up. Jesus is being raised. The standard is being raised. The banner is being raised. We declare this is the time, this is the season, a landing strip for the Holy Spirit because right here are hungry hearts. Right here there is liberty. Right here there is freedom. There is something fresh that is being seen. And, and as I see people's mouths open in wonder and astonishment because they have never seen anything like this before. And so, Father, we thank you that every obstacle that the adversary, that the enemy tries to put up, up will not be able to prevail in Jesus' name. Uh, being overturned left, right and centre. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And the mark on your ministry like never before is going to be liberty and freedom. Liberty and freedom. Pastor Sheridan, I, I see you. It's like, uh, you know, gathering people around you on the hill. It speaks of discipleship to me. Um, you know, Jesus has said, the Beatitudes, they, it was the climbing companions, as it says in the message. They climbed the hill. They were the ones. And I see you calling those around you who are the climbing companions. And, and there's that sense of that earnestness in it. But what I'm seeing is, is on this hill, you're ushering them to like a water slide. <laughs> And you know how kids, when they're um, they're kind of climbing up to go to a water slide, there's joy in the journey. They they're excited. They're not even thinking about the you know arduousness of the climb or anything. They're excited to get to the top again to get down the slide. And, and that's what I'm just seeing. There's discipleship, but there's such a sense of excitement, joy, and freedom in it. Uh, and you're going to be known for your liberty and joy. Yeah, bless you guys. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you, Helen. How about giving her a big hand? Great. That's great. Why don't you take a seat? You guys can go. Take our love to Phil and Kathy and the team there great. Well, we're not done yet. We're going to celebrate communion together. And uh, so if the hosts would like to prepare yourselves for that, and John, if you'd like to come and lead us around communion this morning, that would be fantastic.
Actually, you're at School of the Spirit. Did you enjoy that? Great. Good morning, everybody. If the team could start handing out the communion. We all um, have communion this morning. We all know that Jesus came to the cross and he died for our sins. And we know through that that the curtain of the Holy of Holies was torn in two and that gave us a direct link to God so we could have that personal relationship with God without going through um, the hierarchy as far as... We all know in Acts, in Acts chapter 1, verse 4 to 5, Jesus said, John baptised with water but in just a few days, you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. And before Jesus' ascension to heaven, in verse 8, Jesus said to his disciples, that you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be the witnesses for me. So we today have the Father, Son and the Holy Spirit and we have the Trinity in our lives. In John chapter 8, verse 19, the Pharisees asked Jesus, Where is your Father? And Jesus said, Since you don't know who I am, you don't know who my Father is. If you knew me, you would also know my Father. Would our Father in heaven ask of us something without giving us a helper. He gave us the Holy Spirit. And in John chapter 7, verse 37 to 39, for anyone who drinks, the scriptures declare power of living water will flow from his heart. And that's God's heart. And Jesus was speaking of the Holy Spirit. So with God's Word, the Bible, and prayer, a family that prays together will stay together. And with the Holy Spirit, we can do things we thought we could not do. I am a witness to that. I am here because of my faith in God. And if you say you have nothing that you can, that God can use. Look around you, the mountains, the universe, this earth. God made those things out of nothing. He will do something big or small. There is something you can do that God can use in your life. You just need to be willing to trust God and hear the Holy Spirit in our lives. And if you are a tree in God's kingdom and you feel that you're in a desert, just think what that tree has to do to find water. We 
need to want the things of God just as much as that tree. So I, so as we take of the communion, thank Jesus for what he did on the cross for our sins and that bridge that he gave us to God and the Trinity, the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Ask the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit to activate your life and see what will happen. Let us all pray as we eat and drink. As you finish, why don't you stand to your feet? We're going to spend some time worshipping Jesus. <clears throat> I'd also invite you, as we sing this morning, if you would like prayer for anything at all, why don't you come down the front, prayer team, come and pray with people as they come. would be fantastic. Let's pray for miracles. Let's pray for God's intervention into your circumstances this morning, whatever they may be. Our God is a big God. So I invite you to come. Thanks, team. In church, as we um, declare the words of these songs this morning, let's sing them, sing them as if the Holy Spirit was here right now. Because he is. Let's sing them as if Jesus is here right now. Because he is. <laughs> there is nothing worth more that can never come close. No thing can compare. You're our living hope Your presence, Lord I've tasted and seen All the sweetest of love Where my heart becomes free how my shame is undone Your presence, Lord
Great. Very good. Have you ever been to India? Have you got any desire to go to India? I, I think you should go to India. A- actually, I do. When you, just when you were leading around communion, the, the thought dropped into my uh, into my mind as you were leading that I need to take you to India next time I go. So if you're up for it, I am. How's that? I think there's something there that God would like to do in and through you. So uh, make sure you hold me to that. And it's just not, you know, an idea that's, that's floating through my mind now. But I'd love to do that. Hey, I'd like to receive an offering as we finish for Helen. Uh, they're a faith ministry. And um, it is really good for us to honour and to bless as, um, as she's ministered freely to us over this weekend. And uh, she'll be back again at six tonight. Really encourage you to come out. Uh, we encourage you to really step out prophetically and boldly this evening as well. And um, so if you'd like to sow into their ministry this morning, we're going to do that. Hold the bags just for a moment while we prepare. And that'll be cool. I think, just let me make sure there's nothing I've got to mention. I know we've got coffee cranking up out there and some morning tea. Be nice. So hang around for a little while. Parents, your take-home question today is, how do we know God is there when we don't feel Him? Good question. How do we know God is there when we don't feel Him? Your kids will come back and ask you that question, hopefully. That'll be great. So, very good. Yeah, if we could receive that offering for Helen now, that'd be wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for coming out this morning. Thank you for making the special effort to be here at nine for those who don't normally come at nine. Well done. Hopefully the fog's lifted by the time we get outside. No, it hasn't. Okay. Never mind. Father, I thank you for your church. Lord, I declare your blessing over your church. Father, wherever we are and whenever we're there this week, help us to be like Jesus. Father, help us to be the light in the dark, to bring the word of comfort, the word of insight, the action of comfort, the action of help, whenever you place an opportunity before us. I pray this week would be a good week for your church that your church would flourish, that your church would shine, that your church would reflect you well. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Well, have a fantastic week. Remember as you go, uh, be purposed in our giving, giving stations at the left of each door. And um, stay for some coffee, meet some people, have a great conversation, and do something special this week. 